Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review. This time of the TV show, Evil, Season 1. I really haven't watched network television in a couple of decades or longer. Um, I've talked about it in previous podcasts. Because of my radio career, I, I got a DVR early on in the 90s, and, and you know I started recording shows and not watching them, skipping commercials. Not that I have anything against commercials, because I've worked in radio all my life, and commercials help make the stations make money. I'm not trying to avoid them, but, you know, anyway. So I've been streaming TV shows or buying them on DVD, Blu-ray, or 4K, Netflix, Amazon, just to watch them, you know, uninterrupted at my pace. I just don't have the lifestyle where every Tuesday at nine, I'm going to be sitting down for a show. I I never know from Tuesday to Tuesday what my schedule is going to entail. So I, it's been a habit for me. When I hear people talk about the way I used to talk about TV in the eighties, when I was a kid, you know, I got to get back as this show's coming on. I'm like, well, there's been VCRs, DVRs and whatever, but I understand. And with streaming now, we all get to binge watch things and watch them at our leisure. So Evil, I remember coming out a year ago, it's a CBS show. And for those that still love network TV, I'm not bashing the networks, but there's something very safe, something very mass appeal about most network shows. But I have, over the past few decades, found shows that are worthy of watching that make the leap to Amazon or Netflix, whatever. I mean, I like Supernatural. I like uh, Lucifer and a few others that have come out. But a lot of network TV is just too slow for me. I love movies. And if I can get a story in an hour and a half to two hours, I'm very happy. If it's long-form television, you have to have enough meat on the bones to keep me interested till the end of the season. A lot of people, well, I like the characters. I get that. But, you know, especially with somebody like CBS who continually reuses the same actors in different shows, it kind of pulls me out of it a little bit, no matter how good the actors are. I mean, I really like the show Fringe, but they kept bringing on guest stars that were famous. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I liked Fringe being kind of out there. But, you know, I know how TV works and ratings and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking any points off Evil for that. So Evil was created by Robert and Michelle King, whose biggest claim to fame is The Good Wife, which was a long-running show um, that I have to be honest, I've seen one episode, it's just not my cup of tea. And they went off after the success of that to make a like a horror thriller that didn't work, so they went back and they made a sequel to The Good Wife, and now that worked okay, so CBS gave them a chance to do this. And it's listed as a supernatural thriller, drama, psychological thriller, I would not use the words thriller with this. My review is coming from the point of someone who likes his horror R-rated. I love the Evil Dead movies. I love the remake. Um, If you're going to make a horror movie, gore is usually involved. Um, People have to die, you know, that kind of thing. Or it just has to be really scary. Evil really feels like a CBS TV show made by people who don't know that much about horror. I When I first looked it up, it was listed as a horror show. And I'm like, okay, it's not grim. It's not supernatural. There have been a lot of horror shows on network TV, and they've done well. Um, or pretty well. I wish Grimm hadn't ended. I really liked Grimm. But anyway, so... Watching this, my roommate said, you know, it finally made it to Netflix. CBS put this show on Netflix, which is strange because they have their own streaming service, but they're trying to drum up interest in season two, which is about to start on CBS. So 
we're looking for short things. We watch a lot of movies, but we're looking for short things like, you know, to watch with dinner or whatever. And, and, and he had started it. So he goes, let's check this out. And I'm oh, okay, yeah, it's on Netflix. Why not? Evil is not bad. It's well acted. It has a decent budget, but it is definitely a CBS TV show because I I would... An analogy like uh, Beats Per Minute. <laughs> CBS shows tend to not get more exciting than, say, 120 beats per minute or 100 beats per minute or 90 beats per You know, where other network shows will go to 140 or whatever to in an action scene or a horror scene or whatever. CBS tries to keep things for a more mature audience and on an even keel because they are the network still to this day that has the highest older demographic ratings. So that goes into when a, when a network is picking a show and, and tooling a show and working a show, that comes into their mind that they need to hit their target audience with this, but they also want to bring in some other people. And obviously this is something a little darker subject matter than CBS tends to delve into, but over the years they have dealt, dealt with some true crime type things that got pretty dark, so why haven't they gone into the more supernatural stuff? Now, why I said this feels like a supernatural horror show made by people who don't know about supernatural and horror, there's nothing really scary about it. There's a couple scenes of demonic possession that, that kind of push the envelope a little bit for television, but they're okay. We've seen them. We've seen harder core, more, more hardcore, worse versions of uh, demonic possession in films. A lot of recent films, as a matter of fact. Uh, a lot of exorcisms. And from week to week, you've got this team of characters who are basically trying to find out if these are actually supernatural occurrences are they people who are mentally ill are there scientific explanations for this you've got mike coulter who should be the star of the show but he's second billing that's the guy who played luke cage he was also on the good wife and he's very good he's a guy who's training to be a catholic priest and right now he's an assessor for the catholic church investigating things like this kind of like their their molder and scully you know and he's teamed up with the actress is Herbers. She is a Dutch actress who came to fame on Westworld, one of my favorite shows. She plays Kristen Bouchard. She's a forensic psychologist, and she's working with David Acosta because she doesn't believe in this kind of stuff, you know, and she's not very religious. She doesn't believe in demons of the supernatural, so she's brought in as a skeptic. They also have a Muslim character who is also, a, a, he comes in for the technical. So these three go on basically like one of the early episodes. They are investigating some of those ghost finder people on a TV show, and they they basically bust the myth. You know, they, they, they find that there's a projector that made the ghost in the hallway and things like that. But there are other cases of things happening that, that could go either way. And I, that one of the good things about the show is when you enter into one of these like demonic possession episodes, you don't know whether the person really is possessed or it's a mental illness. And it goes either way from episode to episode. They also get into... Uh, one woman was a prophet. Was she a real prophet or a false prophet? Uh, was she really speaking the word of God? Things like that. So it's got some interesting subject matter, but it doesn't get very deeply into any of it. And so about halfway through the season, they start recognizing these symbols and the, the girl who is the prophet can finish some drawings in a book that they've never seen. But when they see the book, there's all these mystical Gnostic symbols and things from before Christ and... and uh, 
maybe the demons are using it for communication. They do create some very interesting mythology using some different segments of Catholicism and Christianity that that haven't been touched on in other series, other movies, and other shows. That was That's pretty interesting. But again, it's a CBS TV show, and they don't tend to delve too deep in it and kind of gloss over things. They will introduce it, but then they'll go back to the drama about family life or this guy shouldn't be dating somebody. You know, juxtaposition juxtaposition of those different character situations in a supernatural show can be done some do it well some do it not so well this show i don't know there's there's too much of that and not enough of the supernatural stuff if the show is called evil and in the intro they have this really it's some pretty edgy imagery actually with a crucifix and some and a head exploding a, a ceramic head um but the show doesn't have anything like that uh, like I said, there's a couple exorcisms that are pretty, pretty, pretty hardcore for television. Um, I think it's well acted. Here's a note to CBS. Christine Lottie and Michael Emerson do not have to star in every show and movie you guys create. They're both very good actors and actresses. They're, they're, they are good, and they've been in a lot of other things. Uh, doing some research on this, it turns out Christine Lottie wasn't originally going to play the main character's mother. There was another actress, but they switched him out after the pilot, which happens a lot in TV shows from time to time, I guess, when they make them. Like I said, all of the actors do a great job. Uh, there's some good directors involved. The writing isn't bad, but for somebody who doesn't watch a lot of network television, it's a bit slow for me. Um, something will happen, then three episodes later, they'll still be talking about it. Uh, in a show like Lucifer or Supernatural or Grimm, they pretty much knock out the story week to week and don't carry it over and over and over. Except, I mean, Supernatural does have an, an overarching mythology, as do all of the Supernatural shows, because that, that gives them the depth and the layers to build into the show over season after season. And I, I see what they're doing here, that they're laying the groundwork for things and not fully explaining things. They show you things, but you don't always know why. Like the Michael Emerson's character, uh, he's shown not to be the best guy early on in the season. And throughout the season, he does things that would lead you to believe he is evil. Like the, maybe the, the name of the show, maybe he's more important than he is. Uh, I'm going to get into a few spoilers, but I won't do anything you know too, too bad. He has sex with another character. And at the end of the scene, there's flames coming out from under the bed and all un over them. And, and it's CG. I mean, they're not really getting burned or anything, but that's again to allude to something evil about him and and then by the last few episodes you find out what it really is and it's pretty you know it's like okay we've seen this before too and like i said it for if i were a member of cbs's target audience this would probably be edgy and interesting to me but as someone who has had years to you know, enjoy Supernatural and Grimm and all of the other, Buffy the Vampire Slayer even, you know, looking back on all of those, this one doesn't even hold a candle, at least in the first season. Somehow it got picked up for a second season, and I said at the beginning, this is an unusual move by CBS to take one of their shows and put it on Netflix instead of putting it on their own streaming service to garner some more interest in the second season, which is coming. Now, the way the season ends it does lead you to believe that things are going to get a little heavier in season two. One of the main characters might have evil in them. You find out what's behind one of the other characters who is doing some evil things. 
but I'm not going to hold my breath. I mean, I might watch uh, an episode or two of season two when eventually it makes it to a streaming service, but I'm not going to tune into CBS just to catch it. it. I barely made it through the show. But again, it's not my thing to watch something that's like supernatural light, <laughs> evil light. Because again, a show that has such pretty, you know, it has imagery that would rival a Hannibal episode in the intro, but nothing like that ever happens. They go several episodes without any deaths or any anything major happening. People get unpossessed and they go about their days, or people get taken away to the insane asylum, or there was one pretty good Halloween episode where it appears maybe a ghost came and, and messed with some characters and then just left. And there was no explanation and no trying to figure it out. It just kind of became a footnote in a Halloween-themed episode. Even if it was the X-Files, they would have talked about it later and gone to investigate it. You know what I mean? I just... some. Tim pointed out a great thing. Early on in one of the early uh, exorcisms, they put on sunglasses before they go into the bedroom because they don't want to make eye contact with the demon. The demon can't make eye contact with you if you're wearing these thick Ray-Ban sunglasses. And then later they go to an exorcism and nobody's wearing sunglasses and nobody pulls them out and nobody worries about that. And they stare the person right in the eye and ask them questions. It's little things like that that I don't know how seriously they take their mythology. Again, you have a couple. He's made some theatrical movies. Uh, he wrote some pretty big movies like Cutthroat Island. <laughs> and uh, and then his wife, and he produced things like The Good Wife. But this feels very much like a TV show where things like Grimm and Supernatural almost felt like movies. That They, they went to that length to get a mythology up that was deep and fulfilling and interesting. And I just don't know if, if, if this team that put the show together were the right ones to put this kind of show together. But like I said, acting's good, directing's good. It, it passes muster as a decent network TV show, and it's certainly not a bad way to waste time. But I just kept thinking in each episode, I wish they would get to the point. I wish they would get there. I wish something would happen. I wish, And I, I, I get the character development in the first season and everything. It's only 13 episodes. But... Again, it feels like a CBS show. And if that's a good thing to you, if you like CBS shows, then you will probably like Evil quite a bit. If you are looking for something to fill the void now that Grimm and Supernatural and these other shows are now gone, I don't know that this one's going to fit the bill for you, but you could give it a shot. I really like um, Mike Coulter, the guy who played Luke Cage. I think he's a good actor. Never really saw him in The Good Wife, so I don't know about that. But he, he does pretty good in this, and I'll be interested to see where his character goes. It just, I don't know. There's a lot of things that it could have been, and it just doesn't quite get there. Maybe it will in the second season. Evil is a CBS show running 13 episodes that came out a year ago, right about now, and is now currently streaming on Netflix to garner support for the upcoming second season that we'll be showing on CBS, and I assume their streaming app. Check it out if you're in the mood. I'm waiting for the second half of the Lucifer season. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. The links to all my other goodies are down below. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this review. I hope it was helpful in some way, shape, or form. Have an amazing day. 